The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about living and working in a world where the wired, the tired, and technology converge. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, and we're back in the studio this week uh, with Keith Campagna, my co-host, and our sponsors, Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. Uh, last week, we did our first ever remote podcast um, at uh, 2019 Cornerstone Convergence Conference. It was yep. in San Diego, California. Yep. Had a great guest with uh, Heidi Spiergy. I'll get it right this time. Yeah, this time. <laughs> yeah Heidi Spiergy. great. Yeah, Chief Marketing Officer, Strategy Officer at Cornerstone. Uh, really fortunate to have her because she mm-hmm. was uh, she's worked with Cornerstone and she's known the organization for a long time, but she was actually with them for only three and a half weeks. Now I guess she's there for, for a month. But oh, yeah. we had it. Yeah, we had a great interview. We, we had a good connection and it was fun to do it live. She was with, awesome. With the guest. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I, I was jealous because I'm sure the audience knows I wasn't on that one. But. Well, you would have just loved it, and um, yeah. we, you know, it was a great event. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I, you know, I was there last year, and all I could, uh, I, I was just hoping I was invited back. Right. Uh, and this year, I was invited back, and I was uh, had the opportunity to be a speaker. Uh, so uh, talked about uh, creating an awesome candidate experience, which was certainly there. They had a, uh, you know, their focus, is, you know, they built a reputation on learning experience, mm-hmm. and it, it just blew me away. I mean, uh, we talked about, um, I mean, they had Oculus, you know, the, right. and, and I've got my Oculus Go, but, yeah. um, and I was just kind of looking what the next generation of that is, and we were able to participate in a bias, uh, they had a bias training. And you literally walked into this room, um, and I, I don't remember the example. I think it was a um, might have been a, a kind of a, a young it was it was a young group of people, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was I, I think it was a black woman. But we basically, when you sat down and looked through the, you were looking through her eyes, and really, uh, so you were sitting down there and you saw the interaction, and there were three people when you were in this. Um, Kind of on a, they were on a sofa and a chair and yeah. bean bags and you know so you were literally in that virtual organization and going through that it was really amazing of of hearing the conversation and all of a sudden you're starting to feel uncomfortable because of some of the the, the not the language they were using but the tone Just and the, the suggestions and you wow. can yeah some of it was staged but all of a sudden you're starting to kind of lose it there uh, because I had asked them were there any companies doing this for recruitment to understand what the culture was like engagement mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's certainly the going there you still have to put the big headset on so sure. it's, it's not ideal um, but they had a lot of other platforms. Uh, uh, you know, in, that instant micro learning, you know, yep. is what they're called. And yep. I've been interviewed a couple times. There's a couple articles up on the Cornerstone blog, which, by the way, is uh, cornerstoneondemand.com forward slash rework. Mm-hmm. It is a really great blog. They got a lot of thought leaders, a lot of good people that are up there uh, put, producing content. And um, 
I, I was interviewed for a couple things on micro learning, but I, the, the focus is on all of talent management. But it's just amazing of uh, this micro learning, the, the, the ability to be able to access learning when you need it. And that was the whole message out there. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about today about having uh, Daniel Levine. We're going to get to Daniel in, in just a minute. Uh, he is um, he, he's he's known as one of the world's best known trends experts. He's the editor of Wikitrend yep. uh, uh, site. It's wikitrend.org. And Kent, I, I mean, we, we are looking up some of the things, so we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, he's been called the ultimate guru, guru of cool by CNN, yeah. which uh, we, we love we're those buzzes. Find out what that's uh, about. Yeah. So when we're talking about that, you know, one of the trends hopefully we'll talk about is learning and micro learning and, and things about the workplace. But uh, you've been pretty busy with life yeah. work integration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what's going on with that? You had a, a nice interview yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, uh, Split ways, parted ways with Javlite at the end of April. Dove into the deep end for LifeWork integration, which is my consulting concept. I've uh, put it out in front of several people. Uh, and the idea really is that work-life balance is a failed HR policy. It's The end result is disengaged employees and stressed out people. So I think it makes good sense for employers to look at the problem a different way and start to help employees develop their personal lives. And everything boils down to how we view stress, manage stress. And so I put it out there, Ira. And a good friend of mine, Jeffrey Gittimer, who is a New York Times bestselling author. Yeah, I'm sure author. a lot of people heard about Jeffrey. Yeah, he, yeah. he's been out there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I reached out to pick his brain, and he said, he just threw me to the wolves. He says, just do it on my podcast next week. I'm, I'm busy. Let's get on the podcast. So I, I, I stepped all over myself on the podcast. I stuttered. I did all that stuff, but I didn't care. I was having a good time, and it's it's it got out there yesterday, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback. Um uh, I'm also partnering up with a, an organization that is going to help HR teams. We talk about HR struggles with getting out of their own way because they can't build business cases. They don't have the time to learn modern-day acumen to help justify an investment in software. So now I'm working with an organization to help do that. So it's just been a, a, a wild ride these last couple of weeks, and uh, progress is being made. Yeah, and, and that's one of the topics I've got. Uh, coming up uh, two weeks. Uh, actually, it's less than two weeks now, the SHRM conference. Yep. Um, just putting the final touches on my keeping the H mm -hmm. in HR, yep. which that concept changed because initially it was about the some of the ethical things, and we're still going to you know, still talk about that. But as, as I show that one graph, and I think you've seen it, where the gap between technologies and business and individuals, uh, uh, the growth, the, mm -hmm. the change, yep. uh, and then uh, HR. They, they call it the, the, the Lloyd graph shows it as um, public policy mm -hmm. but I'm and I'm looking at that I'm saying this is HR it right. is down there it's almost like a flat linear line and then you see the the, the spike you know of technology changes um, but HR is trying to close the gap between where they are and technology with technology right and not understanding what technology does, all the implications. Right. So it's, right. it's 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 a rabbit hole. And it's something, you know, my career was in so enterprise software sales, and it's wild to see this coming to the big screen, so to speak, because there's the difference between automation and having using technology. Well, yeah, well, I, and I don't want to get too far because I want to bring Daniel in there, but it, it's one of the things that I want to bring up is that there's all this automation and, and one of the auto, uh, one of the, one of the uh, um, uh, articles, 
mm-hmm. uh, on, on, on his site, on the wikitrend.org, was about a chat, an interview assistant. Yep. So, and I know I've, I've mentioned this on conferences, and when I speak to people, and everybody blows it off, and they go, mm-hmm. you know, we're losing the personal touch. And I go, that's only because the bar is set so low. Right. It's organizations are horrible interviewers. Right. Right. They they really are horrible. The predictability of the, the well, it, they're just not good at yeah. asking the questions, and it's not only asking the questions, it's observing what the answer is, and then and, and asking those questions in an unbiased way, and not that the chatbot's perfect, or or that it's even better than a good interviewer, mm-hmm. but it's better than most interviewers only right. because they're so bad. <laughs> you know, so the bar is pretty low, but I, I think that probably creates a good segue to bring yeah. Daniel on. Yes, um, just kind of a, a quick intro for Daniel. Uh, we, I already did a little bit, but he is the director of the Avant Garde Institute, a New York-based consultancy that helps business people profit from trends via live keynote presentations, hands-on play shops. I'd love to participate in one of those. Yep. Uh, and multi-channel media offerings. Uh, he's the editor of wikitrend.org. That's singular. Um, I, um, we'll have to ask about uh, – it's wikitrends is the site, but wikitrend.org is the website. Uh, he leads the teams of trend spotters uh, who track the latest ideas and experiences around the globe. Uh, I was paying attention to the business one, but there's a whole lot of categories, so we'll get in there. Uh, he's worked with General Motors, American Express, Microsoft, South African Tourism, and the UN World Tr- Tourism Organization. Works with businesses and governments to help them become more relevant innovative and profitable which is right up the alley of what we're here to yeah. talk about daniel welcome to geek skeezers and googleization yes thank you very much uh wonderful to uh, to be here ira and keith and um let me tell you i i couldn't have written that introduction better myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah we, we, we tweaked it a little bit so uh so th- there's a couple things here um let's learn about um you know i mean i I don't, I don't know. Maybe you did. You were somebody asked you in elementary school, "What are you going to be when you grow up?" And you said, "I'm going to create the Avant Garde Institute and be a wiki <laughs> and be a trend spotter." Um, right. how, how, did, how did this? How did you get into this? How did it evolve? Um, and then we'll get into some specific trends. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've had a, a very unusual uh, path to, uh, to to work life. Um, you know, most people, when you ask them how they ended up somewhere, they'll tell you a story about how, uh, you know, one, one thing after the next sort of happened to them. Uh, and for me, I was really cognizant from uh, from a young age that I wanted to uh, make make my own direction and do my do my own thing. Um, I understand and, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say it's, it's, uh, I mean, I was lucky enough to be in a in a place that I could do that. You know, um, so I'm, I'm I'm grateful for that. And uh, what I did was um, when I was a um, when I was a senior in college, uh, I decided that I wanted to travel around the world, but I didn't have enough money to do it. Uh, and so I thought sort of in, in my naivete, well, you know, it'd be cool if I, um, if I could write about it, you know, travel and write and get paid for writing. Um, and at the time, um, there was a, a big, uh, travel guidebook series called Fromers, which, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the geezer among you may know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, um, I was living in Manhattan and I called up uh, Arthur Fromer. I found his name in the phone book, mm-hmm. uh, you know, phone book. It's those things. It was, um, it's paper and it's bound. And we just on got one, one the other day. Yeah. And, and yeah, my yeah, wife yeah. walked down and said, should we get rid of this one? Because we'll get a second one. And it was like, get rid of the second one too. Why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm surprised you even got one. 
these days. I've, I haven't seen one in ages. Um, but uh, in any event, I found this guy, Arthur Fromer, in the, uh, in the, in, in the phone book, and I called him up, uh, and I invited him to lunch, and he was kind enough to come. And, um, and uh, you know, I pitched him to, uh, to write for, uh, for the, their, their guide on Europe. Uh, and to make a long story short, uh, two months later, I was in London writing about London. Uh, and that um, really snowballed. I ended up writing uh, 10, 10 books for Fromers, 10 of their biggest travel guide books uh, to cities and, and, and regions around the world. And, um, and, then, uh, and then I left them after sort of taking that as far as it could go. And I uh, got some business partners together and started a publishing company. Uh, and we started publishing um, uh, books on places all over the world, and they were um, and we were hiring a lot of uh, a lot of writers in every city that we were writing uh, guides to, and so I mean like you know sometimes fifty writers to to be a collaborative effort to put to put books together, mm-hmm. um, and then um, as you you know certainly know and your your listeners certainly know that people have you know stopped stopped reading as much and uh, you know everything gravitated online, and. Um, and uh, you know, so so I, I I sort of saw the writing on the wall with uh, with with pu- in the publishing industry, and right around the same time I got a I got a phone call from uh, from Deutsche Telekom in in uh, Germany, and they asked me to take a bunch of their C level execs uh, to on a uh, on a, a trip to a few cities around Europe to show them the current state of retail, and um, it was really sort of prescient of them to. Uh, to, to call me up for that because I really knew what was going on. I had my finger on the pulse with these with these books that I was creating, and um, they paid really well for that. And that's when I sort of connected my own dots and I said, "Wait a second, there's a there's a business here. Businesses are interested in knowing what's happening now and what's going to be in the next few years." So those uh, those writers who were writing uh, who, who were writing all these books and you know they were now numbering in the many many hundreds, uh, I, I started using them for other stuff, which was collecting information about you know everything you know new, unique, and unusual happening in the world, and those th- those writers became the genesis of our trend spotting network. Uh, so I'm no longer in the publishing industry. That's going. You know, I'm going back uh, 15 years now, yeah. uh, and for the last 15 years, uh, I've been the, the the head of the Avant Guide Institute, a trends consultancy based in New York City, and we um, we track uh, business trends, consumer trends, and, and tech trends across the industrial spectrum, and help companies understand those trends and uh, and work with them to come up with uh, with with good ways of using those trends to make themselves uh, more more relevant, innovative, and profitable. And that's that's my very long uh, elevator story. I love it. Let me ask you this. I, you know, I was wondering how long ago this story took place in terms, and you mentioned 15 years ago, but uh, what stands out to you in, in your, your experience, you know, a trend that you didn't see, like that made the biggest impact that you didn't expect it to make? Um, <laughs> uh, start, start with my failures right away. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the well, surprises, you know, right? Uh, you know, to, to, to be honest with you, um, I I wasn't sold on Facebook when they first came out. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they that 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 blindsided me, and and you know, partially because um, I'm I'm not a fan. I, I've never been a fan of it. Mm. Um, so you know, it, it sort of shows uh, how our own biases can get involved yeah. uh, in these things as well. If it makes you feel better, I don't have a Facebook uh, profile either. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know if you do or not, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, you're, but you're a Gen X. You're, you're, you're stuck in the middle. It's millennials used to, yeah. and now all the baby boomers do, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so we're having, a, we're having a class reunion coming up, and that's how a lot of the contact is. And sure. But it, it also shows yeah. the great divide between those that are connected that, are, that yeah, aren't. Sure. Because there's, uh, you know, I, I grew up when uh, we... Actually, I, I still remember uh, calling into the switchboard, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and and uh, I'd say, "Hey, I want to call. I'm calling my mother's store, and they know who I was talking about." And wow. she'd say, "She's not there. She's at the hairdresser." And they'd connect me to the hairdresser wow. to talk to my mother. So yeah, that is a geezer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we also lived in rural. We we were in a. We, they had dial phones a long time before yeah, yeah. They, they reached the area that I lived in. Uh, uh-huh, but anyway, gotcha. so so Keith asked you what uh, you know what what um, the trends were unexpected. What what do you what are some of the trends that you see now that uh, have got you you know really excited? Obviously, you see a whole lot. Um, and and just to kind of give some reference, you and I got connected uh, about two months ago. I put out a request uh, for someone to talk about. Uh, caregivers and the impact it was having on the workforce. And um, I think it was Lauren uh, reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically, I went up and I found it, and we couldn't make the connection two months ago for that show. Uh, but, it you know, again, it, it was about how geek skeezers, Googleization, demographics, uh, technology, all converging uh, to impact us, and again, our our show is primarily about um, the future of work and and people within that. So, with, within that within that context, what what do you see that when when you you know th- again you wouldn't invest in Facebook, but there's something else that you're <laughs> that you would go down the road. Yeah. Right. So you know, um, I, I I work with a lot of different companies uh, across the industrial spectrum, and I, I do a lot of keynote speaking. I'm at, I'm at conferences uh, for 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 companies and associations, um, really uh, uh, across the board. And what's fascinating to me is that the same kinds of things are happening in every industry, um, but most people who work in business sort of have blinders on. They, they know an awful lot about what they're doing, but they know less about what, what's happening in the rest of the world and what other companies and brands and organizations are doing to attract those same customers. So where I add value, where I come in is, is to help them see what's working in other industries and come up, help them come up with innovative ideas that they can use in their own industry uh, to take advantage of those, of those same trends. And so, um, you know, there, there's there's so many trends out there, obviously, but um, but there are some that are more important than others. And you know, right now, for example, um, we are we are living in one of the sort of fastest times in the history of humanity. You know, the 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 um, the mm-hmm. acceleration of culture is so fast, and it just keeps getting faster and faster. And so, um, so I'm seeing a lot of companies. Uh, become very successful and do very well by embracing that trend and, and, and thinking about, okay, how can we better serve our customers who we know are the most, some of the most time-pressed people in the history of humanity? So, um, so uh, but using examples from different industries, um, I'm, I'm helping companies understand what they could be doing uh, to, to help, uh, to 
uh, to, to help their customers and to make more money. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and just before the show, again, I, I did this last night in, in preference for this, and then I found it again today, uh, and I, I shared it with Keith because Keith was in the staffing industry before. Um, you know, in my take a step back there in my book, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, which the original title was When the Shift Hits Your Plan, which is now the subtitle. Mm. And, you know, within that, it was talking about disrupt, you know, what are the disruptors from outside the industry? And when I was writing the book, I, I attended a conference and Jeff Hoffman, uh, who you may be familiar with, um, he, he was one of the co-founders from Priceline. Um, he has a, a you know a, a super good a serial entrepreneur um, doing a lot of social social entrepreneurship at this point. He he had a phrase called info sponging, and what he what he does every morning is he get he gets up and he reads something that has nothing to do with anything he knows about mm. in an industry. And the example he gave was you know the drive in or the drive through in banking came from from McDonald's. You know, it's like, how, how could you drive up and order food? How could you drive up and do a transaction? And of course, the banking industry blew it off. And now, you know, now now it's even gone to the next step with, with mobile. But then you look at Uber, you know, Uber, Uber and Lyft didn't come from the auto industry. Uh, Airbnb didn't come from hotels. So one of the, the, the trends that you spot, you, you talked about was how Uber is starting to build a temporary staffing agency. Now, mm -hmm. I, I speak and work with a lot of staffing agencies, and I can tell you Uber is not on their radar right. for a, <laughs> as a competitor, except right. when you think about it, their database is people looking for part-time work, mm -hmm. and they are from all different occupations. And they put, you know, and they're, you know, within the database, they know what hours they're available uh, and where their patterns are and what their commuting distance are, are they know a lot about their people. So, you know, staffing people, um, don't look at who, you know, don't look at the next manpower or, um, uh, admin staff or whoever you know, might be out there. Exactly. I mean, you, you gotta be looking outside that who's the biggest threat. And when you think about Amazon, uh, or not Amazon, but Uber, uh, having all that information, it's, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, you know. By the way, I just want to say I, I I love those examples. I'm going to steal some of them, uh, the uh, for 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 my work. That's those are those are act, totally bang on. Um, and especially this idea about uh, that you know innovation is, is innovation in your own industry is probably happening outside of your industry. Mm -hmm. um, so you know it, it's it's the there's you're you're speaking about the advantage of looking outside your industry to innovate within. Yeah, and I've written that, and again, it was in my book, but I also wrote a couple articles about that info sponging, and I give credit to Jeff all the time because mm -hmm. that was his title, and he, he has a habit. Every every morning he gets up, and for mm -hmm. 10 or 15 minutes, he picks up some, he, he does a search. I don't know if he literally picks up a publication, but he does a search, and he says it's it's on some, just what's going yeah. on in some industry I don't know anything about, Maybe and how could that impact his world? Yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah, that's you. great. Daniel, you mentioned how, you know, you work with companies that embrace trends. And and let's just go with the Uber example here. Inside of Uber is a group of people that embrace the idea that they might not just be a, you know, outsourced transportation company. That, like, you know, what else is this? How is, you know, what, what are you seeing or how would you define a company that 
is open-minded enough maybe or or do you see more people that are closed-minded because as a as a software sales guy in my career most of the time uh, i was always looking for the people that quote unquote get it so what is yeah. it that, go ahead. you know you know there's there's um there's a cycle that just seems to uh, always go on where you have uh, these these scrappy startups who uh, who are able to turn on a dime uh, and then you know if all goes well they grow into a big legacy company where they they it, they turn around like a like like a giant uh, uh, aircraft carrier mm-hmm. uh, and um, and they're their their business is then usurped by the next uh, you know up up the upstart um, it's this. It's sort of the cycle that we've seen since the beginning of of, of uh, capitalism, mm. um, and you know, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's been said ad infinitum about the, the number of um, co- the, the companies who are part of the Fortune 500. There's very few today who were who were on that list, uh, you know, 50 years ago or 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a cycle that keeps going. So. Um, you know, I, big companies, uh, as as many of your listeners know, try to get around that uh, by creating departments that uh, are, are sort of self-sufficient and where you have uh, project owners and innovation uh, um, centers that are happening within companies. Um, the the um, the the intrapreneurs who are given a lot of latitude, even though they're on the payroll, to sort of run their own company inside the company, um, and then of course you know the big companies are just buying up little companies that are that are the innovators. That's probably the uh, the easiest and um, uh, most reliable way of doing that. Um, yeah, it's this sort of uh, if you I'll tell you what if you if you had like the the perfect answer to that. Uh, that's that. There's a whole, you know. That's that's where you should be uh, he- heading off in <laughs> consulting with those Absolutely. giant companies and, yeah. and pulling in the, the billions. Yeah, that, that's our goal. That's our goal. Hey, uh, you, you're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We're with our guest, Daniel Levine from Advantgarde Institute and editor of wikitrend.org. Uh, we're talking about emerging trends, what impact they're going to have on our economy, our lives, our jobs, our future. Uh, we're going to be taking a short break. Uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors, Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. Uh, we will be right back um, and we'll be continuing to talk about what some what some technologies are, are coming on board that might be replacing jobs, how that's going to affect us. And uh, we'll be, again, right back in two minutes. Behind everything you're searching for is something you're actually looking for. When you search with the real Yellow Pages, you get more than a contractor. You get a whole new curb appeal. It's not just getting directions to a dry cleaner with YP.com. It's rescuing an old favorite from the back of the closet. And it's more than finding a locksmith with YP.com on your mobile. It's getting to sleep in your own bed. Whatever it might be, there are more ways to search and more ways to find exactly what you're looking for with the real yellow pages, YP.com, and YP.com on your mobile, only from AT&T. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization show powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. 
You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ivor Wolf. I'm here with my co-host, Keith Compagna. And our special guest today is Daniel Levine from the Avant-Garde Institute and wikitrend.org. Uh, before we, oh, by the way, I forgot that we forgot to mention this in the on the first uh, half. Uh, you can, we are live, so you can call in today, or you can go to the w4cy.com website, and if you have any questions, you can send us a chat. Uh, and we did have one question, but before I get to that, uh, we want to have a little fun, uh, Daniel. Uh, find out a little bit more about you. Uh, I, I know you said you don't. Well, I don't. I think you said you don't read print. I don't know if you don't use books, <laughs> but you know. No, uh, I, but I, I, I assume you read. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to read. Yeah. Yeah. You know how to yeah. read, right? Um, okay. Good. So, what what book are you are, are you reading currently? Reading a book. Uh, I, I I am, and um, I actually just currently finished a chapter of a new book that's coming out related to that. Uh, the book that I just uh, finished reading once again was uh, Alvin Toffler's Future Shock, which came out in 1970. It was a seminal uh, book yeah, about, uh, about the future. Yeah. I've actually uh, mentioned that in, my, in in the recruiting in the age of Googleization. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a famous book. It was probably one of the most famous uh, nonfiction books of the decade. I re- unfortunately, uh, I remember when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was far-fetched at the time. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And... Um, you know, the, the sort of main thrust of that book uh, was that uh, future shock refers to the name of a disease. Uh, it's the, it's the, the disease of, of us being whiplashed by how fast the future is coming upon us. And, um, and the book was written like as a warning uh, to humanity. Um, you know, what should we do? Because look how fast things are moving now. Um, our, our, um, our sort of Darwinian evolution, our, our biological evolution can't keep up with what's happening um, culturally and, and uh, technologically. Yeah. So um, it's, it's the, the 50th year, uh, the 50th anniversary of that publication mm-hmm. is coming up. Um, and I think we're, and we're going to see, here, here's, a, here's a trends piece for you, uh, of, you know, looking into my crystal ball that in the next year in, uh, in, in 2020, uh, we're going to see a bunch of uh, tips of the hat to uh, to this book, Future Shock. Um, and part of that is that I just contributed a chapter to a book that's being published called Aftershock. Uh, and it's a bunch of um, you know, trends experts and, and, and futurists uh, have gotten together to create this book. And what um, what's so fascinating to me is that this acceleration of culture has accelerated so quickly that's not, it's not just the speed of culture, but the, the, the but the speed at which it's gr- growing ever faster. 
is happening so much more, so much faster than even Alvin Toffler imagined back in 1970. Um, when, you know, he, at, at the time, he was talking mainly about automation and how we would all be sort of, um, you know, sideswiped by the, this whole automation. What, what's that going to mean to humanity? Uh, but, you know, already we're living for, for, for years with the internet, mobile mobile telephones and we're on the edge of the artificial intelligence of you know universe and and robotics and everything that's happening with personalized medicine mm-hmm. Uh-oh. did we lose you hello so i think it's interesting that he brings this up i guess we're going to have to try to get him back uh, maybe d maybe try to get him uh to call in or send him a message um, but it, when we when we look about this, uh, talk about this stuff, it reminds me of the K- McKinsey study that talked about how the rate of you change know. is. Oh, there you are. Welcome back. Okay. We, we lost you for a second there. <laughs> oh, oh, you lost me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For about yeah, 10, se- 10 yeah. 20 seconds there. You, so. you were, oh, you... I said my best stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That's stuff. what we were just <laughs> saying. We were... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, you know, yeah, I'm not we, sure we didn't exactly censor you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wait, you were you were you were talking about technology? You were talking right? about the 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 front edge of the AI piece. So, do you have a rewind button? Ah, uh, no, no, we're, we're breaking up all sorts. Yeah. Of so stuff. one one of the things that we were talking about was um, that I think you were going to mention McKinsey. was was the McKinsey piece, yep. uh, which smart. is smart. Did you just lose me again? Yeah, yeah I did. It, we got yeah. it back. And... Yeah. So uh, we were just talking about the, if you're familiar with the McKinsey uh, stat, where, you know, the pace of change is uh, growing at, it's 10 times faster and 300 times the scope, which means the impact is 3,000 times greater than it was just a few years ago. Years and, um, you know, and, and part of that, uh, you know, feeling is, you know, you, you can say, and we're used to that in the Northeast with the wind chill factor, you know, it's that, well, it's 40 degrees, but it feels like it's zero. Right. And, right. and that's sort of like the, the, the world we're living in now uh, is that impact is that, that much greater. So I, I, I can't wait to, to see the after aftershock come out yeah and and the thing is you know once once artificial intelligence gets to uh a a, a certain level um it's the 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 computers are going to be teaching each other um or the the you know the 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 learning bots or whatever they are teaching each other without human intervention and at that point boy does that learning happen so quickly and um the the you know what 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 will be learned by these uh, by, by, by these machines in, in days would have taken us, you know, years, uh, in the past. Well, what, uh, what are the, we're, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I think we're just, we, we are, you know, on the cusp of monumental change that and, Alvin and Toffler I, could. Yeah. And, and this technology, I mean, they keep moving the, the, the time frame out. Um, but when quantum computers come online, and, and you might have heard this stat, if not, I'll share another one that I, I, I use in the presentations, just to show the impact of this, because I, I think this pace of change is what most people don't get. They understand technology is coming, what they don't understand is how fast. And even when we talk about the future of work, you know, the, the, the line is the future of work isn't coming, it's here. But even with that, it, it, people still don't grasp it. Mm-hmm. They, they think they get it. Oh, yeah, you know, we understand with AI and we use it, we have an Alexa, you know, we 
have a you know a chat bot or not a chat bot but we we have a device mm-hmm. at home uh and, and and people use it but they really don't get the connection uh because so much is just having ha- you know happening in the background um but one of the things that um you know, has has quantum. yeah yeah the quantum computing that's come out is that when a quantum when a quantum computer actually comes online, the processing speed is one hundred million times faster than what it currently is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Quid bit and quid bit and that's really what the limitation is on some of this big data is that there's so much data it still takes time and then all of a sudden when you're when you're taking what takes now is seconds takes it down to a millisecond yep. to be able to process that that will be the difference and and the timeline keeps moving out you know uh, it was supposed to be 2019 Allegedly. 2020 now it's like Daniel, 2024 what, what do you think the timeline is <laughs> yeah for, for for the singularity yeah well no, the singularity for that but the quantum computer just coming in with the quantum computing so, you know, I, I think I think everything is going to happen sooner than most of us imagine, and 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 I think the reason for that is because, as humans, it's very easy for us to look into the past and see how fast things have happened, uh, and then most of us sort of extrapolate that, and we we say, well, that's about how fast it's going. to Wow. Yeah. So yeah, well, I think we lost you for a second but again. I, I think I know where he's going. Yeah. With that. But but there is there was there was a quote, and I don't know where I just heard it, and she didn't know who it was from, so I can't give credit. So <laughs> we'll we'll fall. You know, we're going to fault on that line. Um, but one of the things was that if you whatever you think is going to happen within the next three years. Um, you're probably underestimating mm-hmm. that. But yeah. what you think is going to happen within 10 years, you're probably correct. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. So. It's when it gets closer. And I think that there's something to be said about how, you know, people, I, I think where Daniel was going with this is that he's basically talking how we think in terms of linear change. And even Jason Silva, I've, I've seen him talk, he talks about how we're we're experiencing exponential change right now. Right. That's right. And we you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, yeah you, came, you came back online, Tech, yeah. Technolo- you, know, you know, the um, 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 technology, uh, it's, it's amazing how, how important it's become to all of our lives, but it, it still messes up, you know? It does. These supercomputers, <laughs> I don't understand. It does, which really comes down to one of the skills. It's being agile. You yes. know, we keep adding that. We keep talking about that. And there's certain people that would are, are completely lost, right. uh, you know, when, when something doesn't work and, and our reliance on that. So hopefully we, we made this through without too many flubs. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, hey, let's go, let's go back. Well, there was one thing here. Let's go back to that question because we did have somebody call in. Yeah. Um, the, the question they asked was, how would you get a job like that nowadays? And that's when you were talking about, um, I, I guess graduating college and going yeah. overseas, but but now, I mean, if somebody wanted to work, you know, that would be one. Is how would they create a job like that? But mm-hmm. secondly, um, there's probably people that say, "Hey, how can I work for a company yeah, like uh, Advan Guard?" Right now, yeah, I, I want a job. <laughs> I want to work right. for you, Daniel. Uh, you know, how would somebody, um, you know, how would somebody go about doing that other than the traditional ways? I guess they're asking. So. Right. Uh, well, um, you know, send send me your CV. <laughs> and so, you, you know, like any company, uh, you know, we're always we're always looking for people for good people. Um, so, what what qualifications are you looking for when you when you well, see that? I mean, so somebody says, "Hey, I'm interested in working for that." What what skills uh, are you looking for? Yeah, I, you know, I I think that they would probably be most analogous to someone uh, who would be an investigative reporter. 
Um, so, you know, to sort of have, have those, uh, those kinds of skills. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, we're made, we're, we're looking for generalists more than we're looking for specialists. Um, we're looking for people who can sort of take a, a helicopter view of what's happening in the world and make sense of it. Um, and, um, you know, we, we work hand in glove with a lot of companies that are specialists and we collect a lot of information from them. We work with a lot of companies who are actually uh, creating hard data. And, you know, we're, uh, our company is sort of the other side of, the, of that equation where we, the hard data is where we start. And then we, we're the ones who sift through it to sort of make sense of it and go, okay, yeah, but, you know, what are these people looking for and what buttons do you need to press to, uh, to, right. to be more relevant with them? So, um, so we're, we're, we're the, you know, we're, we're looking for people who have those, um, those sort of softer skills. Uh, oh, wow. Supercomputers. Supercomputers. Yes. I think it's interesting because when I talk to companies about why I'm starting LifeWork Integration, I essentially mention that I've been a fly on the wall in, in over a thousand different companies, all shapes and sizes and inside of every industry. And to think that here he is looking for, he's got a network of people that have you know, curiosity and the willingness to put it out there and try to see if they can't make a, you know, a living off of it or at least survive as they go through the well, world. Yeah, you know, I think the, the, um, the future... Uh, belongs to people who are who are uh, the future of work to sort of you know bring this all back to work yep. um, is is about people who can who are nimble enough to understand how to make change in their lives yeah. because we're we're living in times now where it's not it's not like you 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 work for a company for your whole life anymore that that social contract is gone right. um, you know and so so now. You know, so many companies, especially younger companies, look at their employees like like pieces of furniture. They yeah. buy them when they need them. They throw them away when they don't need them anymore. Yeah. And similarly, and so 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 what? So they're not engendering a, a sense of, of 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 fealty to the company from the workers. You know, the workers aren't feeling you know as as um, uh, uh, you know as as um, tight about the people they're working with. They they sort of understand that they're being used by the mm -hmm. by company. Yep. And so conversely, workers are using companies for their own yep. means, and it's become more transactional yep. than, than it was before. And so, um, so, you know, what that means is I'm seeing that the most successful workers of the future are people who have uh, uh, broad knowledge, who are, who are, who are easy, who, who sort of more, more malleable, who can change uh, more quickly when they're uh, jobs are taken by robots, um, and uh, you know, and 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 not think about perhaps doing the same thing for their entire lives, um, but uh, keeping an eye out on what else is going and where opportunities are, uh, and taking advantage of those when they arise. I'm glad you got there because uh, you know doing the research and and reading about you because I too can read so. <laughs> I'm curious, you know, I'm an up and comer in terms of evangelizing uh, life work integration. I love the idea. I'm going to start blogging. I've done some video blogs. What is it that you get the most out of? Here you are, you, you're looking back at your career. You're a phenomenal writer. You're an entrepreneur. You're curious as all get up. That's what made you get up and, and see the world. What is it that you love to do the most? Um, well, the, the thing that I love about my work the most is I feel like I'm in school every day. 
Um, you know, I, every day I get all this information sent to me that shows me all these incredible things that that humans are doing, and um, and it and it and, and it just keeps getting faster and, and and more and more. You know, every day I get more more stuff than I got the day before, um, and so that's what uh, really jazzes me. This idea that um, the the world is becoming more and more open and available to people with ideas to be for people to implement ideas. Um, and, um, and I find it so exciting to be, uh, to be learning about it and seeing, seeing where, where we are right now. Um, and, you know, let me just add to that. When I was in school, um, I studied history. I'm, I'm a history graduate because I was always interested in the, in, in how I got here. And can you still hear me? I should yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're live. <laughs> and, um, and, and what I love about uh, uh, trend spotting uh, is it's about studying history as it, as it happens. Yeah. As it happens. Yeah. Now we, we lost, lost you. Yeah. You, you jinxed it. I like. I hope I'm doing a good job of finishing his sentences. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. So that's uh, AI, right? Right. Right. I don't know. But one of the things that I, I did want to mention uh, is that uh, because we are getting actually close to the end here. Um, but one of the things I did want to mention is that on the Wiki Trend site, we're, we're talking about work and we're talking a lot about business, but there's a lot of other categories. So uh, you know, there's the about fashion and beauty. There's about food, healthcare, house and garden. Yeah, and I, I just, I just lost. Lost you at the end, right? You lost me. You lost me at the end. Yeah, at that, at that, right, at that word. So, so I, I just want to make everybody aware that your, your, that your, your trends aren't only about business. Right. Um, so, if people are interested in working for you, or if they're interested in finding out what some of the other things are that are up there, um, you know, again, travel, hospitality, technology, retail, uh, house and garden, beauty, uh, and so All forth. But uh, be, before we hop in, we are getting pretty close to the end. Um, I, I just because we are talking about the future of work, I would tell everybody to go up and look under under wikitrend.org uh that's singular wikitrend.org uh and look under the if you look under business and under the first two or three pages this is what i found we we found about uh in, in interview bots and i know we keith and i work in sure. with hr a lot and every time you say that, they say, "Oh, you know, th there's no way that you can possibly be better than than a human being." Long again, HR. Well, yeah, right. It, well, it's only because the bars, yeah, the bars, bots. the bars, pretty yeah. low. Yeah, you know, but yeah. they had chatbots, but they also they had a housekeeping bot. Yep. Um, you know, the, the story about that. I found this one interesting: a business management assistant bot. Yep. Uh, you know, that mm -hmm. as far as coaching, mm -hmm. and and you you can think back and you go, now how would you know, a device or, or how would an algorithm uh, be able to help be better than a manager? And you go, well, managers don't give any feedback now right. and then <laughs> and sending goals, but be able to take the data that's available and and help them identify what activities that they have to improve on. What are some how do you help goal setting? Because everybody's terrible at goal setting. Uh, so that was another really interesting one. I found this interesting uh, other than dry cleaners now have to be, uh, 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 I guess, afraid of being extinct. Uh, there's a dry cleaning vending machine. You basically <laughs> you go in, you drop your 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 uh, clothes off. Um, the cost is low, and then it can actually cycle. You know, you, you go pick it up, you know, somewhere else the next day. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing things. Uh, yes. From a job seeker standpoint, is one of the questions is people are looking for cultural sites. So you talk about disruptions in our space and yep. in, in this job search space. Is a there's a job site that assesses cultural fit. 
and job seekers can look at which companies they're best suited to mm-hmm. based on, and I assume it's based on the, the, reviews, the reviews of, of things like Glassdoor and Indeed uh, and Canunu and, and some of those other things. Daniel, places. we're coming up at the end of the show here. It's been fantastic to have you. Uh, we're going to try to get you back at some point because I kind of get the sense that we could reconnect and talk about completely different things at some future. There's so much to talk yeah, about. Tomorrow I mean, we just, probably talk about different things. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. is the shock hit the, coming out? You're, it's still in public it's not you know, uh, yeah it, it'll be out uh, you know I'm, I'm not sure in a, in a, in a few months because i actually just uh, turned in my chapter two days ago so okay well we'll keep um, eyes on that yeah. yeah we'll definitely keep eyes on that and maybe right. when it comes out we can get you back on and, and maybe some of the other contributors that would be great because we just found out that check this out listening audience we're close to seven thousand uh listeners a month yeah. And uh, we know that we're not Joe Rogan yet, but at the end of the day, that's pretty cool for just yeah, yeah. And, a bunch and of it's growing. Yeah, we're out. going up. We're going up quite a bit uh, each week. So, Daniel, we're just about at the end. How can people get in touch with you? I've mentioned wikitrend.org, but what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yep. Uh, well, if they go on my website, which is daniellevine.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-V-I-N-E.com, uh, all my contact info is uh, is on there. Um, and I, I run the, the, the Avant Guide Institute, and we're at avantguide.com, so you can check that out, too. I'm, I'm, I'm easy to get to. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm actually on, I am on social media. Um, for business purposes, just just not Facebook, um, right? <laughs> me too. Well, no, even even Facebook, but um, you know, I'm I'm just uh, I I believe in in privacy, and we can have a whole other conversation about that oh, uh, on another on another show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's there's so many topics. I I, I was so excited <laughs> that you you uh, you accepted the invitation to be on the show, and there's so much more that we can talk about. So I do appreciate you taking your time out, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Any final well, comments? You, you got a few seconds here. Any final comments? Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, what you're doing is totally on trend. Um, the whole thing about podcasting is uh, is is part of our future, and the show sounds great. And um, I'm I'm thrilled that you have me on. Thanks so much. Oh, uh, well, thank, thank you, you again. Yeah, much. absolutely. Uh, Daniel Levine, our guest, uh, Geeks, Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization. Can't even say those words anymore. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank our listeners again. We're just about out of time here. Uh, we're always interested in what's on your mind. Make sure that you uh, chat with us during the show at W4CY.com. Uh, send us comments afterwards. You can connect with uh, Keith or I on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, Thanks again to Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions for helping us uh, be on the show. Uh, Don't forget to join us next week at Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on W4CY.com. You can listen to any of our podcasts on iTunes, uh, which is Apple Podcasts now, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon, Alexa, Roku, Google Play, uh, you sound like <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, next week we're going to be talking about the new Google update that is coming down. You've heard me talk about mobile, yep. Mobi first, mobile first. Yep. Um, it is going. They just notched it up a ratchet. So for companies that are struggling to find employees now and are not listed on Google for jobs, Get beware. Ready. It's getting a lot, lot tougher next week. So until the next episode of the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. This is Ira Wolf and Keith Compagna. Don't let the shift hit your plans. Hey.